What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm Jay Lag. And I'm NB. And this episode is recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 6, Episode 11. And it's called Chapter 106, Angels in America. And don't forget, guys, stick around for the ending of the podcast. We're going to go through our recap roundups, your recap roundups, everybody's recap roundups. It's going to be good. Stick around for the mm-hmm. end of the podcast for that. And as always... To, con- to our continued listeners and our brand new ones, thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Let's get into the episode, y'all. Angels in America. So Angels what did you think? I'm so excited to talk about this episode with you. What's your initial, like, breakdown? <laughs> uh, I love this episode, um, as I thought that I would. Mm. Um but it's like top tier, top tier Riverdale experience for me. Ooh. Especially considering we are now living in this like supernatural world. hero, superhero, yeah. superpower world. All that considered, I thought it was really, really, really well done. Um, Tabitha MVP for life. Season. 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 Yeah. Like just what a wonderful episode i thought it was fantastic and like it gave me enough of the story overall that it wasn't just as it was encapsulated on its own because it really focused yeah. on tabitha but it gave us enough for me to be like okay exactly now she can bring back this information she like we can chew on this for the rest of you know give this information to the rest of the group so i loved it what do you think so i was Uh-oh. okay so no no <laughs> I, I mean overall i liked it uh just in general like the feedback from everyone seems like everyone liked it um no i really liked the episode and it sounds like everyone else loved it too i watched it last night when it aired and i watched it and i was like what the f did i just watch this was absolutely insanity all i hear is like (laughs) like mlk and then like j edgar uh, hoover Hoover. what are we doing right now and then i read an i read an article like a recap and like she was like, what the F did I just watch? So then I was like, wait, what did we watch? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, did I like? Because what the writer was saying was like, it was just very jarring. Like there was like historical references, which is great. But then also there was like crazy fantasy superhero shit too. So like the writer was like, I didn't know how to feel. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like how do I feel about everything? And like, did I even understand it? Then I watched it again this morning with like clear head and like really mm-hmm. focused in on it. And I did like it. Like I, I got to the end and I was like, you know what? All those things that I was criticizing initially, they were okay. Like I accepted them and I was like, I'm okay with it. And I did enjoy right. the episode. I think it did make sense. Um, totally made sense to totally me. Made, yeah, for yeah. Sure. So like, I'm glad I was able to watch it the second time and like true, truly like be like, no, no, I liked it. It's good. Yeah. I do think they try to achieve a lot. Like yeah. They, I think they did a little bit too much. Um, but in the end, it's fine. I think it all worked. And ultimately, like we we got what we I think needed from the episode. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, like Tabitha was amazing. Like she completely steers not it. just the episode, the entire show. Like, yeah. if this is gearing up to be a battle between good versus evil, yeah, she is literally at the like at the helm of good. Like she is, this is steering the that yeah. team. So, she is the leader, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I yeah, I, that's interesting. I, I understand, like, the perspective of that, but it's something that we haven't seen from Riverdale before, right? Like, hitting race is, like, not ever talked about, if you yeah. really think about it. When have we ever covered it to this level? So the fact that they covered it in a way that was, like, interesting and intriguing and it made sense. It's not like we were, like, it wasn't Pop sitting there being like, back in the day, like, it was literally her in those moments that made us, like, made me feel like we were part of the story, 100%, 100%. too. So I thought and that they really did well for that, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think what the writer also mentioned, and I do agree, they're like, it almost, like, the first section, 1944, was amazing. Like, it started off good and it ended off great. Then the next mm-hmm. one, 68, was great. But they felt like the last part, the 90s, was rushed. Like, it's almost yeah. like the episode was coming to an end, but they had to fit another, like, time jump in there. 
sure which i do agree with but again like these are all like little like little details that i'm criticizing yeah, yeah overall yeah, yeah. like yeah like i did enjoy the episode for sure like, like if this was, was a movie i would be like okay they could stretch it out a little bit longer because yeah for sure like going to three different time yeah time zone or time periods and then coming back to the present and still trying to wrap up the story it was very it was a lot but yeah i thought that yeah i do feel like the last one was a little rushed but we got to the point, you know, we, what got, I mean? like, we got there, we got to where yeah. we needed to go. So I was happy with that for sure. Yeah. So let's start off the episode starts off with Pop's Diner and Tabitha Jughead and Pops are watching Percival and Alice on some sort of TV show that Alice is hosting. And she's like Jay Leno all of a sudden. She has like her she's own basically. Show. Yeah, she's like <laughs> Ricky Lake. Um, and she wants to build. He wants to build a railway in place of pops. Like okay, this, this man is, is coming. Strike. I was like, yeah. What year? <laughs> a. What year are we in? There must have already been a railroad, a railroad from time, like in Riverdale. Like it's not 1921. He's like, we yeah. need to build a state of the art railroad. I'm like, railroad. How? Yeah. They should have just said like a jet stream or something like crazy. Something like, else. Why yeah, a railroad? Yeah, yeah. He's like, and it needs to come right through where pops is. Oh, like, like you can't go right around it. Like, you can't go around it, or you can't do it across the street. Like, it can't like, be okay, the station. Gonna, like it needs to go right directly to, like, through the restaurant. right through it, just right through this it. This tiny, dinky little restaurant. Yeah. So All because right. of that, Tab- Tabitha visits Percival at his like place at the Babylonium and talks to him about the railway. She's like, "What the f? Like, why are you even doing this? Like, in the middle of my freaking town? Because it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It no, really it doesn't, doesn't make sense. sense and why you don't need a railroad. There's like Amazon <laughs> and like planes <laughs> and like buses. <laughs> like what? Why the f do you need a railway? Like I would have understood uh, if like that thing was in the nineteen like forty four time jump because like it makes more yeah. sense like you're building a railroad because like the towns you know are starting to. Connect. In all honesty, like just in general, just to make a quick note about Percival and like his like tactics, none of them make any sense. Because even I, I I rewatched last last week's episode last night with my with my husband and he. Like we were just watching it and I was like it doesn't make sense why he was going after the casino and like suddenly he's friends yeah. with the casino again and then like he just keeps changing his mind and everybody's like okay cool sounds good so I'm like yeah that it just shows that like he just has this complete control over all these yeah like yeah. makers or like decision makers so fine a railway is now currently the issue I I didn't under, I didn't really understand it but Anyway, um, talks about the railway, and at the end of the conversation, Percival essentially says, like, it's over, like, you're just going to have to deal with it, and he does try to use mind control to, like, get her to sell it to him, and uh, oddly enough, you know, like, if we remember from last episode, when Archie had that moment and he, like, tried to cut himself, he kind of, like was he cut himself like yeah, he, he didn't did. really yeah he didn't really have like a moment where he was holding his like own strength from the very beginning but tabitha like didn't even didn't even she didn't even flinch she, like she, she didn't, didn't even flinch. need a thing like she didn't no. even need like a whatever a tether called. yeah a tether because also she didn't even know about it because no one's fucking told her anything and this is another problem yeah. like i've said from before i'm like no one's told her anything and i'm just annoyed i mean they finally got through this episode and nothing really bad happened but I was just like, finally, she's a part of that conversation. But even before, she was just able to like be unflinching to his like, like Amazing. guys or whatever. Yeah, because Tabitha is a freaking MVP. Um, so she she then goes to everybody in town and tries to talk to them and see like where their heads are at. She first goes to visit Archie, asks for his help. He basically is like, I got beat the fuck like, up by him. So me. like, he's like, do I'm not out. ask me these questions. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I'm out for right now. Like. I need to like figure my life out. She goes to visit Betty, and Betty basically says like he's a dangerous man. She doesn't tell him what his even issue in that is. moment like, she's like, I know, not be alone in the room with him. He she's will like, get no, you. No, no. And I was like, okay, but tell her why. How he's gonna yeah. get her? Because then also Tabitha's like, I was in a room with him, and I was fine. So I don't <laughs> yeah. know about you guys, you basic bitches. Like, what are you I'm guys fine. doing? <laughs> yeah. What are your problems? Um, so then she goes to talk to Tony and Tony basically says like her girl was like, you know what? You're I, I, I'm kind of out on this one. She's like, he didn't say that there was anything that was going to happen. Yeah, to white work. I was like, yo, so, that's like, so tight. <laughs> it's so tight. You guys were best friends last episode. Because Tabitha so, was like, he's going to come for your, your establishment too, probably like, yeah. like, no, no, I think we're good. 
Like she's like he's just coming to yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> she's just coming from Bob's. I was like, cool. Um, and then once again, Judas number two, Veronica. <laughs> she goes to visit Veronica, and Veronica does say like, "You have my full support." But then she does throw in a line that says she suggests that she relocate. She's like, "Your, you know, your yeah. satellite place is doing well. Why don't you move Pops to somewhere else?" And like. Tabitha like can't does not have the time to explain to her like that's not the fucking point like <laughs> fucking like there's Veronica so... she's so dismissive this episode and this is the only time we see her no this she's episode. not even in it like after this yeah and I'm just can we quickly just talk about Veronica before we keep moving I'm just generally disappointed by the writers that they've taken I don't care what they're fucking doing and what they're, they're not planning even, they're for not her even right adding now. her in the show anymore like take that she's out. not even here so I'm just frustrated with the fact that she's so focused on her own storyline when there's all this other stuff happening and this episode more than ever, it just really felt like Veronica has been completely sidelined. Like she's in Kevin territory like, right taken, now. Like dangerous territory. We had a lot of comments about this same thing too, for sure. I think people are feeling that, that Veronica like missing out. Taken at the end, they're all sitting at the diner. Like, yeah. even Cheryl is there. Cheryl is there. They don't even talk about Veronica. They don't even say, like, we called her, but she didn't answer her phone. You like, know, she's was, not even invited. Yeah. You know what's really funny? Like, now that everybody's getting powers, whatever, whatever, I kept racking my brain because everyone has an interesting superpower that's connected to, like, who they are as a person Originally, to a degree. Yeah. Like, even Tabitha, like, having the time travel power, like, allows her to, like, understand history. Yeah. And, like, like it's she's cool. so attached like, to like her lineage too. She's, with, like, she's rooted into like, her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, I'm like, that's really cool. And then I was racking my brain trying to figure out like, if they were to give Veronica a superpower, which like at this point, I don't even feel but like they she have needs to. one. They have to, they have to. Should they, they have to, but they like, what is to. it going to be? Like money coming out of her hands? Like, I don't even know. What is she going <laughs> to have? Like, I yeah. really was thinking about it. I'm like her as a character. And that's a sad situation when you think of, what everyone else is yeah, up to right. and you think of her as a character you're like you were so far removed i don't even know who you are at season six that i can't even think of a superpower that's so true for you. that's so like true. what does she have like, like she has like all these like she wolf yeah she's a she was she gonna turn in, into, she a turns into a wolf <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna become a werewolf she's gonna become a werewolf. Be she's a she wolf of riverdale yeah i would be they bad. were like oh they're like the writers are like, oh, you guys are waiting on Veronica's superpower. Just wait. She, she won't. won't be an animal. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, just like fucking. Hundred percent agreed with you that um, at this point we do not know what her superpower is gonna be. Yeah. Now, granted, I know we're disappointed in like how they're doing her right now, but I do feel like <laughs> I do feel like maybe she'll get her own episode. Like maybe she will get like a tabby episode where it's just her and we mm. get to uncover her superpower. This is me being hopeful. Because at this point, that's the only way they're going to write this wrong, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. I agree with you for sure. I feel like she needs something. She needs to, like, come back into the fold. Because at this point, like I said, she's at Kevin level of, like, interest. Like, she's so far removed. Um, Anyway, so she tells her to relocate, whatever. Then it cuts to Cheryl and Tabitha talking. Really cute moment where she's in Thornhill. But, like, she's basically (laughs) blowing, like, smoke out of her mouth because it's so cold. But Cheryl's, like, out here, like in a tank top like she's like i'm i'm willing to help but she needs to get like her ish together like she doesn't really like tell her like what's going on with her i did appreciate in this moment how cheryl was like i know i haven't been around much to like really know everything but yes. i have to like figure my own shit out first and then i can help you it was one of those moments where they finally connected all of these different like parts of the of the show right where, like even the characters recognize and acknowledge they've been sort of mia from the main group yeah let me go and like figure my stuff out and i do love that i it, right it, it, it like helps with like consistency and like flow i feel like it makes it feel like it's like a natural conversation it's not like you're just dropping these characters yeah. in like and if out Monica of came out and said that can you imagine if she was yeah finally, like, like guys i've been mia forgiven. i'm sorry but like <laughs> I yeah. would forgive you. Um, yeah, so then it cuts to Kevin talking to Percival, fucking gossip girl over here, just like spilling all the tea about what Tabitha is trying to do. Um, let's quickly talk about Kevin because I know oh, that he was a big wow. contentious Ooh. conversation to this week for sure. Everybody still hates him <laughs> as per usual. I can't fathom a world where the writers want us to hate a character 
this I much. think at this point they probably just laugh at that now because he's become he has become that character the amount of tweets guys that we've gotten about kevin look i'm not even gonna bother to make him my lvp this week because he he's is not even already an lvp and yeah. he's not even worth it somebody yeah. really made a comment they were like um at super freddy i think art mm -hmm. was like he's even worse than percival because at least percival is like a legit true villain like There's kevin like is just like why. a loser in the middle which is like totally true he's just following him around and like yeah. this so in this part you know, we've already talked about it a few times, like how he, like Percival has this influence over people. Are we to now like just safely assume that he is yeah, essentially so. like wrapped into what Percival's telling him to do? I just wish, and I know this sounds very corny, but like we're talking about Riverdale here. I would have wanted them to show that Kevin is a bit of a zombie. Like, mm. so we can at least make the connection and be like, oh, he's not doing this on his own free will. He's doing this because Percival's basically turned him into like, yeah. yeah, he's controlling him. So at this point in time, like, because we keep having Because we don't know right now if he is or not. Exactly. Yeah. We're like, is he doing it because he actually cares? Is he doing it because he's like, actually like, my, like mind controlled? I don't know. But it's just frustrating because we're stuck in this middle ground of like, Kevin is a piece of shit either way at this point, I think, Here, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree with, with you and I agree with what everyone is saying about Kevin. For for me, what I always think is, okay, if a character is going to go down this road, let's say yeah. he is being like controlled by Percival, that's fine. Like, he's being controlled by him and he's doing these things because he's being controlled, fine. Now, in the end, will Kevin get his justice like will he yeah. come through and be like guys i'm gonna i'm gonna get this guy so hard because he tricked me this entire season right no he won't because they he never won't. give that to kevin and that's my problem with this it's like yeah if he's gonna be played as like the toy in all of this that's okay in the end if he can get his retribution and still be like guys i'm yeah. gonna come through for you guys and i'm gonna like screw this guy over i would be okay with all of this right but in the end they never give him that role anyways so it's exactly. like he's going to be a loser till the end. And I know yeah. that's what's going to happen. And that's and my I, issue with it. I think the biggest problem is, is we don't get enough time with Kevin no, to know what's going on in his head. So yeah, as soon as he like snaps out of it and he has that retribution moment, if it doesn't make sense to us, we're not going to care either exactly. way. Like yeah. whether you're doing it for your reasons or you're by being mind controlled, it doesn't matter because like we don't care about you as a character. And it's just unfortunate because I'm, I look at Casey Cott and I'm like, I do not know. I mean, that's a lot of money on that check, clearly, because like clearly you're you're not like I would not be invested in this character if I was him. So anyway, moving on. I guess there always <laughs> has to be that character. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's where it has really, to be. <laughs> like in know. good writing, there really doesn't yeah. need to be this yeah. like flyaway character. Like they could have really wrapped him in and made him evil if they were gonna make him evil. And then really like bring that like it's the same thing that we're talking about with veronica if she's going to be swayed by percival last episode and then suddenly like stand up like is she fighting with her like evil self that yeah. makes sense to me that makes me intrigued because i'm like ooh, she's got a darkness in her that obviously like, like spoke to percival but like kevin's this fucking lost soul and he's been a lost soul for six seasons guys yeah. six seasons i just thought about something you know what i would have loved so much more than this percival character uh, if Percival, if Percival is the embodiment of the personification of like bad and evil, evil, yeah. I wish they didn't even make a character. I wish that evil energy that was like in Riverdale came into Kevin, and Kevin was the main Ooh, villain of this like season. He was possessed, and he was like the Percival, like because because ultimately, what's happening is like it's being connected to a character Percival who has long familial roots in Riverdale so we're like right. oh like his family lived here like we get it so does Kevin Kevin yeah. the, Kevin would have been the perfect embodiment of that yeah, this season and at true. least that way for us as viewers we could have been like our our poor Kevin like he's being taken over like is he gonna right. come back from this but Are at least gonna, he could have had like villain status he kind of he doesn't even have villain status right he now he just has bitch boy status and it's just so like I would have loved I would have loved if they used a current yeah, character for idea. that tool because yeah. then it would have been like the the pure battle and then at the end of the season like kevin could just come back to himself right. i love that so much more than this stupid gut person that i don't even care about like who cares yeah about yeah him, you know? 
And also just, yeah, just give, giving Kevin something. Giving Kevin more, 100%. Yeah. And then that, imagine the American Psycho aspect. It would have worked perfectly oh, for Kevin. It would have been so good. Yeah, for been, sure. Like, why am I not writing for this show? I don't, <laughs> <understand>. <laughs> like, I don't get exactly. it. Exactly. Anyway, so cuts back to Jughead and Tabitha talking. And um, as they're talking, she says something in her head and he answers to it. So finally, we get a point in time, which I was asking for like two up, ep- like three, four episodes ago, where he finally realizes that, um, like, or she finally realizes that, like, he can read minds. She's like, something's weird here. I was like, she's like, this is up. weird. This has happened so many times, and I just yeah. like have ignored it, and now it's like happened for realities. So Tabitha is obviously gagged because he explains the entire situation. But again, it's like what we were talking about when he first said it. Like, why did he have to lie to her? God knows. Like, I don't understand. She's literally in the line of fire currently. Like, based on it what's makes happening. zero sense. Like, zero the fact sense. that Jughead is literally sitting there being like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, Percival just be crazy. And she's just fucking stressed and racking her brain because her business is going to be lost. And he's going to keep the secret from her. Like, no. he can't, like, let his make girlfriend any sense. in And there it. was no reason to it. Like, he doesn't even yeah. give a reason as to, like, why he did that. I, I Actually, don't, it would have broken like me up with him. I would have been, like, Tabitha would have been, like, fuck you, you fucking liar. Like, I can't yeah. believe you lied about this whole, all this shit. Anyway, they didn't give that to her. She was just more gagged about what's happening with everybody getting superpowers. And she, Jughead does come up with a good idea. He says, Pops, you should apply for Pops to become a historical landmark. Like he did, he tries to do with the drive-in. And uh, she's like, that's a really good idea. So then it cuts to Pops and Pops <laughs> has a bunch of stuff that he like has from like time, uh, like in a little box and they're going through all this stuff. And then Jughead's like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like this will give you enough evidence that it was like a landmark for like a historical landmark this is perfect uh it cuts all the way to like nighttime and they're still going through the box and Jughead's like super excited about it and a man comes in as we saw in the trailer and comes in and shoots Tabitha and then it goes black like we don't really see the shot um and then the next scene we see she wakes up and she looks at the newspaper that's like sitting right in front of her and it's 1944 so this is the first time jump that we get yeah um and in this time period her name is Teresa I don't. I wasn't really sure why they needed to give her new names every single time. Like I didn't know mm. why she could have just be. And who was her character time. in that time? Like exactly. was she still Pops's granddaughter, or was she like a random worker there? And that's what I mean. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, like was she embodying her ancestor? Like I don't yeah. know. Like the like there I thought really she was like her grandma, like like yeah. Pops's wife. That's what exactly. I was thinking. You yeah, know? yeah. But I'm like, okay, she's Teresa. Like, was Tabitha not a common name back then? Like, I don't know. Like, it didn't really make sense <laughs> as to why they would have changed it. If anything, Tabitha's probably more common back then <laughs> than it is now. But anyways, her name's Teresa. And she actually sees Jughead, like, sitting in the back corner. And she goes by to him. And she was like, yo, like, what's going on? Like, I just remember getting shot. And then I don't she's remember like, hey, boyfriend. Yeah. She's like, huh? He's like, who are you? And he does explain that he is her guardian angel, which we found out about in Rivervale. Yeah. So but we it learned was a about- different person. Yes, it was. It but wasn't Jughead. Was Rapha- yeah. Yeah. It was, was Raphael, Raphael the angel. Raphael the angel who gave him, gave her like <sighs> this the part angel lost tears. me a little bit. I feel like this part lost me. I, I, I don't know if we needed this whole angel like story. I, I really liked it. I felt like it felt very like, um, like a Christmas Carol style, like where there was someone always there to kind of chill. But like, he and he like didn't even help her, her really. Her. Like he didn't even give I her mean, so- guidance. Like he did. He was like, read this book, and she's like, okay. And then she has to go <laughs> read the book, come back. It's like, can you but, tell her? I, but I mean, I think that's the point, right? Like, I think as a guardian angel, like whenever you think of those like storylines, it's always like they're not meant to intervene. Like you're there to like just guide. Like you're there to just be there. One thing that I do love about it is. Um, you know, I, I'm personally not a religious person, spiritual, sure. But like the idea that they yeah. brought in like God and like, you know, they, they had a lot of those elements in this episode. I was kind of intrigued, cons- all things considered, because I thought that it was a really interesting way to pit this whole concept of good versus evil, because it always comes into like 
the religion of heaven I and get hell that. and I, like yeah. they 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 took it all the way this episode showing that you know essentially he is like the devil and she is trying to fight for the good so she yeah. does need something that's so a little bit more supernatural but then why doesn't everyone get the angel well that's 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 actually a question that jug had asked at the yeah. end of the episode i think it has to do with the fact that maybe tabitha is being groomed to become an angel herself like maybe mm. that's her path in her like story is like she's gonna eventually just be mm. this guardian angel for someone else or for pops and like become this i don't know it was a I didn't mind it. I was I I kind of liked no, it. No, yeah, I didn't like it. I just felt like, <laughs> like now. <laughs> like, I just now. felt like the whole time traveling thing on its own was like was a lot really special and yeah. like it was a lot anyways. Yeah. So like to have a person there, I personally felt like they just needed they didn't they needed someone there to sort of explain what was happening in 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 the episode. The um, very that I feel like it definitely was that story, like where and then they kept changing the actors because like Jughead was she was like, Why are you my boyfriend? He's like, If you saw my real face, you would freak the F out. So he's like, I have to come to you as your boyfriend because like you trust me. But then like right. later on in the other like time jump, it was like Betty. And like and then it was Tony. And so I don't yeah, know, yeah, it yeah. just kind of like again, it was an extra, it was a layer to the episode that like confused me even more. Right. Could I have done without it? Probably yes. But now when you're speaking in the context of like good versus evil, like I get why like there's the yeah. evil component I, to that. And I just I also feel like it's because it's a condensed time period. Like you need someone to like bring her into it and yeah. like keep it moving, you know? Like I get what you're saying. It was saying. just funny. Like, like it wasn't yeah, necessary. It was just funny. They were like, here's the green book, which by the way was one of the best movies. I love that movie. Right. And then like two minutes later, he the jugged's like, here's this book on like, like read time the traveling. Book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what he does do. He well, he first says that in the present time, she got shot and she's on life support, and Jughead is like, Yeah, like you know, like she like it's a serious like, situation. Side, babe. Um <laughs> and he gives her this book on time travel and then she reads it and then she learns that she is something called chronokinetic, which allows mm. her to like travel between time periods. Um, mm. And he says that you need to find a talisman or she says that in the book, she needs yeah. to find a talisman or a totem to help her like root herself and help control her power and get her back home. Much like the other characters. Exactly. And then um, Titus, who is owning Pops at this time, asks her, Teresa, uh, to come to the town meeting because they're about to have a town meeting about sundown towns. Then it cuts to the town council and Tom Keller is playing the mayor of this time period and Percival is playing Sheriff Perkins and he wants to create Riverdale as a sundown town. He explains that sundown towns basically kick out all the black people after sundown to help stop crime from coming into the town. And right away, obviously, Tabitha stands up and she's like, no, this is racist. I can't believe you're doing this. And um, Percival kind of pushes back. But then Archie, our man Archie, I kind of love the fact that Archie is kind of like he's put into these moments that make us feel like he does still speak for some of the town as well right like oh totally so i love so in this town time period he, his name is Artie. there was a really cute moment where she's like thanks archie and he's like it's Artie, miss and then yeah, he, was like, I love and then he that. keeps it was going cute. but he essentially like protests and says like yo like i fought in wars like you shouldn't be yeah. like you shouldn't be stopping other people from like their freedom to stay wherever yeah. they want to stay I and i was it. like that's a really good point. And then um, Percival kind of like whatever Tom decides that he's going to take a step back. He's like, let's wait till the end of the holidays before we come to a decision. Cool, cool, cool. Cuts to Pop's Diner. And Tabitha tries to talk it out with Raphael slash Jughead. Um, and she's c- confused. She's like, I don't remember Riverdale being a sundown town. Um, like in our history books at all. Mm. And she thinks that Sheriff Perkins, because he's like very similar to Percival, is up to something. And like, this is her moment in time to like stop him yeah. from fucking from her the history up. Yeah. Um, and in that moment, as she's trying to figure this all out, Fangs and Tony of that time period come to the door. They're knocking with a baby and they're asking for help. They're like, please let us in. Like, we need some help. Uh, turns out that their car ran out of gas and they're from some other town, Centerville. And yeah. because it was 
after sundown, they are essentially criminals. So they had to run through the woods. They found Pops um, in the Green Book. And uh, it was like they were able to stay there as like a haven. Yeah. So they asked for like help. And Tabitha says like, you know, it's Christmas Eve. So we get a timestamp of like what time time of the year it is as well. And she's like, you're not getting kicked out. You're going to be at the diner. Don't worry. Sure enough, the police show up, Percival and fucking Kevin Keller show up and um, Tabitha meets them at the door, tells them you can't come in without a warrant. And they're like, okay, fine. We'll just stay and wait out here to to get one. And then we'll come in and arrest those beaches. Um, So then at that point in time, Tabitha is trying to figure out what to do next and asks Raphael to help. And he's like, yo, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I can't really intervene on this, these things to begin with. Mm -hmm. And she says, why don't you reveal your like real self to the police? So then they go crazy. And then like, then they like lose themselves, whatever. So that's exactly what happens. You rolled your eyes. Why did you like not hate hate this part? Because it was just so like, I, I wanted her to do things on her own in her own way. It's very Deus Ex Machina, like, for sure. For her to like tag team the freaking angel that's been sitting in the booth and like <laughs> reveal your real face and like kill them all. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. Like, ridiculous. And then like he's like, yeah, okay, I'll do that for you. It's Christmas miracle. And then he walks out, and then it's like <laughs> it's shining Christmas. bright. And then like he kills everyone. Like. I don't know. Again, it was just like a writing thing where I was like, bro, like, did you guys get lazy? Like, just like, let Tabby figure s- it out. Like, why did you have to tag team the angel in here? Like, <laughs> like why did he need to be there? It's yeah. a good point. Yeah, because the other ones, she does figure it out on her own. She figures people. it out on her yeah, own. Yeah, she figures it yeah. out. This well, time, like, I, yeah. For the most part. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you to that degree. But it worked for me. And I think it's probably only because... I, we watched Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, so I know that angels have that power to like fuck yeah. you up. So yeah. I was like, okay, they're bringing that. Maybe whole it was same like a nod to that. To yeah. yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So um, they're able to do that and they're able to escape because of it. Um, fucking Kevin sitting on the floor, like his eyes bleeding. I was like, fuck you, Kevin. I hate you. <laughs> um, and then she goes to <laughs> she goes to visit the mayor. And she brings them along with her and she's like, let me just try to explain myself a little bit better. Like this couple, pure innocent and they're criminals like running away the from the police. The sundown thing like, would affect the them. Yeah. yeah. So he, she basically persuades him in that moment not to do the sundown town. And next morning it pops, like the paper reads like, mayor says no to sundown towns. Like it's Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tabitha's obviously like lit about it. She's so happy. Um, and Tabitha's talking to her, like, I guess, great grandpa, this guy, Titus. And then in that moment, she's about to tell him like, oh, by the way, like, I'm not really, like, I'm not really Teresa. My name is Tabitha and you're not really (laughs) like, and then she's about to tell him like, you're my great grandpa or whatever. And then that's when Percival comes in. He's looking like he like escaped from an insane asylum. And then he like has this like thing (laughs) off and he like runs at her and tries to shoot her. And then again, she like does another time jump. This part of the probably the story was the one that I was like, okay, they went all the way that like Percival went to an insane asylum, then fucking followed her and then tried to shoot her. Like this guy's crazy, clearly. But this is the interesting thing. So we can talk about it a little bit later, but in this period of time, he acts as if he's in that t- time period. He doesn't act as if he's like Percival and is like aware. No, that for she's sure. There. Like he's 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 a part of that world. He doesn't right. know that he's Percival, right? That's what I thought. But then when he came to shoot her, he was like, "You always like come and mess stuff up." Didn't he say something like that, or maybe he just shot her? But I think he late- just said he shot her because he was mad about like the sundown town thing. Right. But then by the end of the episode, he like knows, like he knows her, and he was oh. like, "You keep coming and fucking me up." Like, what the oh, hell? Okay. So I'm kind of time travel too. Then is he a time traveler, or is he aware of his time period? Like. Or does he is he immortal and he keeps remembering yeah. the same iteration of her? I guess that Maybe, makes sense. Yeah. But I was kind of confused. I'm like, he doesn't know her at all. And he's like running in the same asylum and like True. he doesn't have any powers. Like in the last anyway, we'll talk about in that. Very yeah, now. yeah. No, that's a good point though. That yeah. Um and also another thing I wanted to ask you at this point in in the time jump, Tabitha doesn't like is she controlling that jump 
Or yeah. is the event triggering the jump? I think that she's still trying to like hone her powers at this okay. point in time. Okay. So I feel like she doesn't really have a grasp on what she's doing necessarily, but she knows yeah. that she needs to like move. Like she needs yeah. to like go somewhere else. Yeah. So she closes her eyes. She opens up her eyes and it's a different time period. Her, her name is now Tina and it is 1968 and MLK is, uh, about to get assassinated he's just he's just done this big his big speech and tabitha knows the next day he's gonna die what's to come yeah and so she's like i need to get up on a bus and i need to go turns out the bus that she wants to get on breaks down and then now we see Raphael played as tony um Mm -hmm. who's now her guardian angel and she tells her essentially like yo i'm so sorry but like you cannot stop what's about to happen like it's just you're, you can try this, but it's not gonna work this, i really like that part of the sh- of the episode and it is yeah. kind of something that i like got to already and then they said it and right i was like yeah she can't Change she can't history. mess around with like history like yeah what's already ha- like what's already happened she can't change that right what she, she can, can change her own like like she can change what's happening in riverdale and what's happening on a smaller scale but like on a grand like international scale it's like not possible clearly like she's not able to do that so um she decides that she's gonna go to the fbi office but it's run by kevin and percival again so she's like never mind rewind like get me out of here yeah she leaves yeah so then it cuts to Raphael talking to Tabitha Tony um and she basically says it won't change what's going to happen and you should probably just focus on getting your talisman and Tabitha's like honestly like I can't really focus like I know like Martin Luther King is about to die I can't really focus on that right now until like that actually happens um so then it cuts to Pop's Diner it's probably one of the I love this moment like the way that it Mm -hmm. all played out but Tabitha is literally sitting, like she's standing at the boot, like behind the counter. The radio plays, and it's like, uh, you know, John F. Kennedy saying that MLK is dead. And young pops, like he drops his tray and he's like in shock. The entire diner's in shock. It was a pretty like emotional moment. When I watched it, I was like, whoa like you just get hit by this like because mm-hmm. you're in that time period it's like something that happened yeah. right? you know yeah. so like you're kind of like fuck um how are these people feeling at that period of time and even tabitha who knew what was coming still had tears in her eyes because she knew that that pain like continues on yeah. anyways um then the fbi come by and tabitha stops them at the front and she said and they say Uh, You know, the mayor right now, because of all these like riots that are coming up around town, these different towns, they're declaring a state of emergency at Riverdale and they're going to be banning gatherings like after 6 p.m. And Tabitha has a good moment where she basically argues back. The one thing that I love about Tabitha in general, but like even in these moments, they don't make her this like character who's like, okay and then she like runs and tries to figure something out like every opportunity she gets she's like fuck she you. like serves the pie yeah. yeah she tries to like come back at them and yeah. she argues back and she was like we're just we're just gathering it's not a big deal we're all in pain right now and he's like i don't care you're all gonna get arrested so she does go back to the people who are in the diner um and tells them about the curfew and she says don't worry we're gonna like stay here i have an idea yeah. So then she goes and does the thing where she essentially knows the history. <laughs> Your face is like <laughs> fucking with history. So she goes and tells, uh, threatens J. Edgar Hoover, who was, I guess, the director of the FBI at that time, and threatens to expose him for all these secret flies that he has on the president and this and that and this. And she says, if you don't do that and don't help me with Percival, then essentially I'm going to expose you to everybody and tell like your whole storyline. Um, in that moment, Percival gets a call from Hoover and he cancels the whole like plan. And then he also fires Percival. But let's mm-hmm. talk about how you feel about this moment. Cause you're you like, know what? it's <laughs> <laughs> the first time I watched it, I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. It, right. It's so stupid that her plan is to call 
the president or whatever of the freaking FBI, right? Some random ass chick from Riverdale, and be like, "I have information on you. You better get this guy out of here." Like what? <laughs> like that's not real life, guys. That's Come not real. Life. But none of this but, is real life. They're well, time I know, traveling. I know. I know. But then watching it back, I was fine with it because like then yeah. she calls him. She's on hold, and they make a right. joke about that because then Tony's like, no, no, no. And she's like, I've been on hold for no, 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 no. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. she gets a hold of him, and he's like, okay, but who are you? Like, what do I care? And then right. she says the receipts. Like, she says, I know this file, and I know this, this. So she, like, says it, and then he's like, oh, shit. Like, she must know something. And yeah, then yeah, like, yeah. Okay. So, like, when I watched it back, I was like, okay, like, it does make sense. Like, she got him good. And ultimately, like, she's not really changing the course of that event. She's just saying, I know this. So now, like, like I know what I know and now I'm gonna like manipulate you. Yeah. So I mean fine. I think to the point of what we were saying about the last one where like she used a guardian angel, she doesn't really have much to help her out in such a short time period. Like she only no, has but like, I did, like half a second <laughs> to figure out. I what did to do. I know, I know, but I did like what she did with this more than the guardian angel one. Cause like yeah, this was actually like sick. Like she didn't she didn't change the course of history, but she used what she knew to right back about that, history. Which I like that. It was it yeah. was cool. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was cool for sure. Um, so anyway, he gets fired. Percival gets fired. Then it cuts to Pop's diner. Kevin's really... like, you got fired before me? <laughs> He's like, me? I'm still on the payroll? Okay. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Um, so back to Pop's diner. They're all listening to music. Like, it's basically, I guess, like a memorial for for MLK. Yeah. And yeah. um, Percival drives by and Tabitha has a moment where she's like watching him and she's like, this was like just keep eerie... driving just keep yeah. driving and then he keeps driving and then like that's kind of the end of that moment. what do you think that was like do you think she was like why didn't he come in i mean i think we find out that like he had a, something even more diabolical coming after like with a bomb oh yeah but i think oh. even in this moment i think it was just really powerful to watch her and him kind of like see eye to eye on each other and be like yeah. he's figuring something out here and it's true. it was a strong moment yeah, because was, at the end of the day, yeah. as this woman who knows what's going on, this black woman who knows like racism is like at their doorstep for her to like stand there and be like, you can, you can just keep moving, keep it moving. Cause yeah. like, I want this. I love one. that. I love that scene. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he drives by and then he just keeps driving. So yeah, it's not really over for her because then she goes to the back to fill out some ketchup, and then she hears He's like, some ticket. Get me tick. some more ketchup, woman. <laughs> then he, she goes to the back, fills up the ketchup, and hears a ticking time bomb. Um, that she's she like, probably, God she, damn it! It's like Hiram is he is Hiram here? That's why he was I, in the parking lot. <laughs> Hiram's out here showing up, like dropping bombs in the middle of like 1968. Um. And anyway, so she brings it out. She finds it in like the cupboards. She brings it outside, throws it in the trash can right in time. And then it blows her up. But she like it blows her up. Yeah, she survives. But Pops does. Pops survives. Then it cuts to her in a different time period. We find out a little bit later that it's 1999. Um, and Pops is asking her to help clean up some spray paint that is, you know, someone vandalized the side of Pops. And uh, she's helping wash it down. And she was like, what does this mean? Like, what does 8-8 mean? And then first of all, I'm offended that all yeah, white like, supremacists took my year. coming for my birthday? Like, like how dare wrong? you? So apparently 88 is a code used by white supremacists. And I was like, fuck. I did now not I know can't. that. Like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that either. Thank you, Mom, for having me in 1988. Like, <laughs> I was like, liberation. Um, and then uh, it cuts to Sheriff Keller talking inside about the vandals. He's like, I found one of the guys that was doing the spray painting, this little kid. Um, and so she goes over because he's like, apparently, according to uh, Sheriff Keller like he doesn't really remember doing it and so she's yeah. like oh that sounds very familiar she goes over and talks to him turns out this kid was obviously hypnotized and she gives him a card that she found on the floor and he was like oh yeah I got that from that curiosity shop outskirts of the town yeah but he doesn't really remember like how what he did to get it so then she's like okay like tell me who this person is and where like where this curiosity shop is you I know need to, like, um you know, like shit, like uh, Columbine and stuff. Uh -huh. They say that, like they say that sometimes those people hear voices to do those things. Right. 
I mean, that's it's like almost. It's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's, it's connected. Like the, it's the like the, yeah, like that evil yeah. like thought is like in the your voice. head. Yeah, and meanwhile, sure. the kids like I don't even know. I didn't even think of it. Like I wasn't. In, I don't remember. I wasn't even like in my own body or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So then it cuts to Tabitha, and she's staking out Percival's shop or whatever. He's about to leave, and then we get Betty, and she's an angel, and she's Betty playing with the good hair. Betty with a bobby pin is what the real thing. <laughs> so she, so she shows up, and I, and like I know that you said you weren't a fan of the, the guardian angel, but I do love that she had like a character to guide her. Like she had the Jughead. She yeah, had like, we had I just didn't familiar, understand why it wasn't Jughead face. the whole time. Like. I, I don't That's know. I love. I kind of love the fact that Tony was like in that moment in time. So we saw different perspectives of people who could help her in different ways. I don't yeah, know. I guess I thought it was cute. I feel like I we think they just had probably wanted to head. share the acting credits. So <laughs> they were like, probably "Give it to someone else." <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, so now it's Betty talking to her and. Uh, she actually does give her a bobby pin. She like hands first. I thought it was like a fake key. I was like, what is that? I can see it. I was yeah. like, is it invisible? She gives her the bobby pin to open up the door of the shop, which I thought was really, really cute. Like a shout out to her bobby pin. Yeah. And she gets in and she's looking around. She finds all this stuff. She starts taking pictures with a Polaroid camera that's on the side. It's like white supremacist. Um, yeah, stuff, right? it's like or all this memorabilia. Yeah, he has like the Confederate like yeah. uniform. uniform. It's really yeah. sketchy. So uh, they go back to Pop Signer and Raphael is going through the pictures and he tells her that there is the spear that she took a picture of that apparently is the one that stabbed Jesus. And then there's literally the Holy Grail that's sitting in the corner too. She's like, you took a picture of the Holy Grail. <laughs> like it's right there. What? What's and- happening? Like this, this is a, definitely the part that yeah. I was like, okay, this is a little bit extreme. Like in terms of it where we're just going stopped with the this. like Confederate stuff. And yeah, like, <laughs> then we could have been done with it. Like but Holy Grail. R- Raphael does say that this could be what sends you home. Like you could be like this could be what you need to get home. So maybe you should go back, take the Holy Grail, and then like you can get back home. So she goes back to the curiosity shop and she goes in to get the Grail, but sure enough. Percival shows up and he's wearing he's like there. the Confederate like the outfit, uniform. like the full fit. And he essentially fights her and she uses like the, the Jesus spear to fight him back. But she finds out a few things about him that I was really I want to talk to you about. She finds out that he calls himself Legion. He's like, yeah. she's like I am Legion. And um, does that even mean? <laughs> I think that he's like a biblical character, is he not? Like, I don't know. Comment Let's below if you know exactly what the history is. But I know that he's like uh, maybe the army of the devil. I don't know what exactly what Legion is, but I know that he's c- kind of comes up in like different storylines when it comes to this kind of stuff. But anyway, she he starts fighting her, and we also one of the things that we do see which is reminiscent of river Vale, is when the devil comes to river Vale, we see that moment where like the camera flashes Do you remember like when it goes like from black to like regular face like his face flashes and it's yeah. like just so that the same was thing, crazy yeah so the same thing happened in river Vale with the devil like the literal devil who came yeah when he would flash so yeah. it's a similar connection to him being this like devil evil character um so she does end up like kind of going through it and she stabs him but then he disappears so i think going back to what we were talking about earlier where in this moment in time, he basically says, like, you keep, like, getting in my way, but this is the last time I'm going to, like, allow you to, like, stop me. But then he knows about her. He's aware of her in this moment in time. So, and then he disappears. So, like, what happens to him in this period of time? Like, I don't know. Die? Like, what's his story? So, I guess by this point in time, like, he his, like, powers are, like, more connected to him in this time period I so um legion yeah known superhuman powers legion was a mutant it says marvel directory so oh yeah 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 calling something from marvel maybe i know a that mutual, there's a show well, yeah a mute a mutant with three superhuman psionic powers he was a telepath capable of reading minds and projecting his thoughts into the minds of others Ooh, okay. So I don't so, know if they're. I don't know who they're pulling from. Maybe there's like a, 
you know, there's a thing to that. I don't know. Right, right. But a lot of Marvel stuff is coming up, so maybe it's a nod to that character. Yeah. But maybe. I know a lot of our listeners were saying that Percival's also um he's also like a reflection of like a lot of uh Stephen King like villains. Okay, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I know that you sent me that you were talking about that he's like yeah. got this like evilness so he's yeah. somehow some some sort of super adaptation of like, like a lot yeah he's not he's obviously not human so anyway it cuts to the final or one of the final scenes it cuts to the pops diner and betty slash Raphael um is telling her like drink from this chalice and then you can return back home so she does she drinks her milkshake from the chalice which is whatever the holy grail and she returns just before the guy who's sh- about to shoot her in real time um, and like mm-hmm. in the present time before he comes in and she chucks a t- can of tomatoes at him, knocks him out. So like she doesn't get shot in like that time period. Yeah. In the present yeah. time. So then she explains everything to Jughead um, and tells her, tells him about like the time travel, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts to, her talking to Betty, Archie, and Cheryl, and they're trying to figure out what the F is happening with this guy. Mm. Is he evil? Like, what's the situation? So they're um, finally having the meeting that we wanted to see, the, like a meeting, meeting of all meetings. meetings. Like, yeah, episode hello. 11. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, so it turns out that she finds out that Pops was actually her talisman because she keeps going mm. back to Pops, I which that. I love. Yeah. I love the fact that she finally like realized yeah. that, like, that was her place. That was her connection. So cute. Um, but she also says that Pops will likely be where the final battle takes place between good and evil, Ooh. whatever the hell that means. Like, it sounds very extreme, very intense, um, because she does say now that she's kind of controlled her time, like travel powers, she went forward in time and Pops was basically like Ash. Like she went outside and like everything yeah. was like dust and like it looked like the apocalypse. And Archie's like, well, is that the future or is that like something that's projected as the future? And she was like, I'm not really sure what the whole situation is. She's like, is. Archie, too many questions. Okay, too many like questions. One thing at a time. I just became a time traveler. Yeah. Like, relax. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's like, I don't know, but this is going to be like important because like essentially the apocalypse is coming and like we need to be ready for it. It's interesting, right? Like episode. I almost... I almost wish instead of the 99 time jump, they went forward. Like they spent more time in the future because we don't even mm. get to see anything. It was just like her in the, the clouds. And I was like, yeah, that would have been a sick, sick scene to show like her going forward. Yeah, I guess we're to assume that there was like there. That is what she there saw. Is no All she forward. saw is like there yeah. is no forward. Like if yeah. if he's able to succeed, then True. Riverdale's not going to exist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the end of the episode. Like we got a lot of information. We know that he's like an evil little bitch. We have all our superheroes kind of coming together. We have like Wasteman, you know, Kevin. We have Waste Veronica, but we'll see what happens with their characters in the next little bit of time. But let's get into a recap roundup. Let's get into it. Recap roundups. Best moment. So my best moment is going to be, it was really hard to choose one because like there were a lot of, like overall I would say, it was kind of like the same, but it was all good. Right. Um, but my my one moment was like when like the music was playing and like it was like 1968 and then yeah. Percival like drives by and like she's looking. Like intense like, moment. Going, going. Yeah. It yeah. Was, like, I was like, oh, what's he going to do? Like it was just one of those moments. So I did. Yeah. I love that moment. It was good. Really, really good. My best moment was that fight that she has at the end with him and where they're finally like fighting. You finally have this like moment where they're like touching base with each other. He's he like recognizes who she is because I was like kind of gagged that he even knew who she was. Um, Yeah, that was a cool moment, even though she didn't really win. And apparently she was on the fencing team in her college. She was like, yeah, she killed him. WTF moment. Um, WTF moment was a lot. It was a lot of things. <laughs> You're like all uh, of the things. Yeah. <laughs> all the things. I would say the angels, the blinding Percival, like what the f. Um, Tabitha, Tabitha calling J Edgar Hoover. Um, <laughs> Jughead waiting until this episode to finally tell Tabby about his powers. Like there was a lot of WTF yes. moments, 
having said that like now at the other side of it like i get why all those things happened it's right. fine it was just at the moment i was like what the hell is happening why are we like, doing this yeah yeah, yeah. My WF moment will probably would probably be that moment where we find out that Jughead has been holding on to the secret. I know it's not yeah. a very big one, but the fact that it's it was, yeah, long, like, and even watching. Like, and what's a, the reason? What, what was, was the, the reason? reason? What was the reason? Like, that's <laughs> if the he problem. just explained the reason, then I think we would have been like, okay, fine, like, good. Exactly. Excuse. And I just think that this has been my <laughs> issue with the superpower storyline this whole time is like why are we keeping these secrets there's literally no point to yeah. not tell tabitha yeah. to not tell veronica to protect them and protect each other i don't know it was like i didn't understand it mvp who's your mvp i mean obviously tabitha Tabs. like yeah like it was my everyone's is gonna be tabby obviously yeah. it's it's amazing to see that someone that like came as like a secondary character is truly steering yeah. the ship of this season and yeah. that honestly like she probably is gonna be at like the forefront of this battle between good versus evil and that's For amazing sure. like she's they give For her sure. amazing lines they give her amazing like like just they this story they did her was right. amazing they did her yeah. right yeah i love yeah. this like between her and tony like they're literally killing this yeah. season like yeah. i love it yeah. so much lvp who's your lvp um, LVP, it was, I'm going to give it to the angel character just because I felt <laughs> like, I'm, I'm I just down. felt like I didn't really need you and like, you didn't really help her that much. Like she still had to go and like research her own things. Um, but obviously again, like I get why that thing was, that person was there. Yeah. Just so I kind Whatever. of accelerate it. I'll go with it. Yeah. And like, I do sure. like, I do like how you kind of made sense of it, how you were like, if this is the battle between good versus evil, it does make sense as to why like angels are a part of the story. A so, part of the story. Especially since he's the devil. for making it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> make it yeah. make sense, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think also because he he's already taken it to that level of being supernatural, like they yeah. need to have something supernatural yeah. on their side. Um, my LVP is gonna go to Alice, and I know Ooh, that's that that's a good one. Like I, I was trying to think of like something that was a little bit different, but still very connected. I'm still very frustrated that they gave. Like I think that I'm more frustrated with the writers, obviously, but why the parents fell so hard into his like guys and like yeah. why are they still the 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 roadblock for them? Like she puts on this show and talks about this, and I'm kind of in the moment where I'm like. I loved Alice, and now I really, really, really don't like her. And I, I loved know. Frank, and I really, really, really don't like him. They're just. Um, someone said this last week on our on our live discussion on YouTube. Yeah. They were like, "Why do you have to dumb down our characters to make your plots go? Work? Yeah, move forward. Why? Yeah. Why exactly. do you have to do that? Why can't you just keep the characters of who they are and what they've, you know." what they've learned in these last six seasons and like push your storyline why right. do you have to dumb them down and that's what they do with everyone like and i it was like a perfect comment i was like yeah that's so true like yeah for why sure. would alice be doing all of this after she's already been conned and like tricked so, so many, many times, times in other seasons like why are we giving would, this to her again you yeah. would think she would have like you know a stricter eye to be like no i'm not gonna be fooled this time yeah this is my town kind of thing you know like and it kind of falls into the same kevin storyline where it's like we love these characters so much we've spent five seasons with them so this season when we see them acting so stupid how do you come back from this alice we've had so many moments with yeah. her and kevin's same situation it's like why do they always have to be the victims yeah. in like the storytelling like use of them like i don't i don't get yeah. it i don't get it or like be the victim fine but like they're taking them down to like the dumbest level that you're like yeah. bro like you would never be this stupid like come on like, can we just know? keep like and that's the thing like what happened to the frank and alice storyline could we not just like focus them on like a relationship and like keep yeah them, like distracted like why like do they're they having have to so be much even, sex that they're distracted they, they can't even be there <laughs> they can't even be at the council meetings because yeah. of the fucking all the time yeah like i'd like, rather I that, for that. <laughs> instead of the fucking like having fucking oprah interviews over here like talking to fucking personal the, the best, best line. line who's your best line what was your best um line? so my best line is gonna go to betty at the end when i don't remember what tabitha says she's like kind of like why did he do this and yeah betty she's basically like, like why just yeah. like asking and betty's like there are some men whose hearts are so cold they burn down villages just for the warmth i was like 
that was actually yeah that was, was actually like, one of Betty yeah I saw that line and I saw you already put it in I'm like okay I'll keep mine but when I, but, when I heard it I was like ooh that's a good line. it was like and like I don't think Tabitha that's was deep. like expecting it. she was like okay <laughs> I like, just Whoa. I wanted just like a recap of the episode she's like Raphael chill <laughs> she's like calm down but I I was like this line has to be from somewhere because these Riverdale writers must not have come up with this shit because this shit was way too good, too fire. It was a really so good I googled line. it and guess what came up? What? It's an African proverb. It goes, "The child who is not embraced by the village will burn it down to feel the warmth." Wow! Oh, that's so they amazing. just they changed a couple they of changed the words. Yeah, yeah. But then I was thinking about it more, and I was like, if this is what they took this from, this African proverb, the child who is not embraced by the village, I wonder if it's gonna be like a clue of like why Percival is doing all of this. Like, was right. he some sort of kid in Riverdale and like never accepted, or like his family yeah. was never loved, or like who knows? Maybe it, come, well, it like stems from something like that, and yeah. that's why he has so much like hatred and dark like energy towards the town right that's just kind of what i thought because i was like why would they have pulled this quote from that and why would they have changed it that's a really I interesting point i wonder if they're gonna delve a little bit deeper into what percival's like and motives who he, are who he is yeah. outside of him just being evil because you know this is probably one of the first times outside of maybe hiram that we're getting a character who's the villain that like we got we're we know what their motives are from the very beginning like he's not like a black hood he's not like some masked murderer he's just he's out there and he's doing all these bad things but we don't know why so the writers do have time to go back and give us some reasoning as to why i definitely want more doing yeah 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 they've built up his character so his much origin we're, story we're spending so much time with him we might as well get that yeah. origin story yeah for yeah. sure i feel like we do need it at this point yeah i agree but that's a really good line. Good research on that too. Yeah. Um, my best line is gonna go to Raphael slash Tony when she talks about MLK's death and she says certain incidents from the past affected the fabric of the world so enormously that the universe won't let them be altered. Aww. And I thought it was such a powerful thing to say, you know, like at the end of the day, mm. it's a sad thing, but it like changed the world. It changed people's 100%. perspectives. It changed how like, you know, we moved ahead and um, yeah, I, th I just thought that it's because you never really know when you have these superpowers come into the play and especially when it's like time jumping is like one of the most OP powers of any superhero yeah. show. So yeah. the fact that she rooted it in like some things you cannot change, you cannot change like everything. And this is a moment that you cannot change. I was like, that's yeah. pretty heavy. That's pretty strong shit it's to say. So and and anyways, I don't want to get into everything. But yeah, yeah but, that's, but it was, it was that's a good line. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into our listeners. Let's do it. We had so many. So we have a couple going. So why don't you do the first one? Okay. So it's from at Super Freddy Art. MVP mm -hmm. is Tabby. LVP Kevin slash like Percival is at least valuable as a villain. I thought about giving LVP to Veronica, but I have more hope for her than Kevin. He was Percival's lackey in every timeline. SMH. 100% agreed. 100%. I still have hope for Veronica. I hope that she gets her own episode. I hope they give her some crazy superpower. Super could, could be becoming a wolf. We don't know. <laughs> Um, best moment was Tabitha trying to undo MLK's assassination. Mm. WTF moment, Jughead telling Tabitha he has mind reading powers again. Again. Um, best line, make no mistake, it is the apocalypse we're talking about in Riverdale, and we are sitting at ground zero. Dun, dun, dun. At Nancy Riverdrew says MVP, Tabitha, duh. LVP, Kevin, gosh, come on, man. Best best moment, Tabitha being there for her gramps when hearing the MLK news. Yeah, that was a really strong moment. Uh, WTF craziest moment, Sheriff Keller's 90s wig, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. I didn't notice it, but the, his hair was dark. It was like- It was like poofy like, too. Yeah, it was like brown and white. Um, best line, I'm Artie. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, I love that. That's good. Um, at Mackenzie L. Burns, MVP mm -hmm. Tabitha, LVP Kevin, best moment, Arthur standing up for Tab knowing he could be arrested for agreeing with her. Uh, 
WTF moment, a bomb in the cabinet, a best line. Every town has a special place where it's a community comes together in Riverdale. That's Pops. Check chocolate shop, the home away from home. I think there's another one. Okay. From our girl at Betty Nancy Drew Snooper. Mm-hmm. Did we get that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nancy River Drew? Is that the Oh, that's one? her. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, her. that's her. Yeah, got it. Okay. Did um, you get any from IG? I guess yeah, not. we did. Oh, I'll we did. quickly like scan through it. Uh, Kat McHale says 10 out of 10. That is all. Mm. Sierra says a parent and I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Oh, yeah. She has like a whole thing. MVP. Oh, she has a whole thing. Yeah. MVP Tabitha, but also knew the also the new core five don't like the Vlo being sidelined but oh Velo. Veronica Lodge <laughs> Velo Vlo <laughs> but I love how everyone's interacting now yeah and then she says Kevin LVP of, of course he had to play the racist I hope he dies this season he's not useful best moment the ending everyone's coming together and I'm excited for this war WTF everyone but Velo getting a power and her 10 seconds of screen time and another best moment the Raphael callback the blend with Vale and Dale becoming more apparent and I'm intrigued to see where it goes that's very true because yeah technically when Tabitha meets him for the first time she we are to assume that she doesn't really remember him from the veil world because yeah, that's the first yeah. time that she meets him then so yeah really cool call out to like what we've been watching this season so far which has been some wild wild stuff um but that is the episode y'all um i would like to take this time to thank our patrons of the episode our rewinder squad white and nicole our lit rewinders tina and soleil and kate and our mommy and daddy rewinders Becca, Sarah, Tamala, Grace, and Cliff. Thank you guys. If you would like to join our Patreon family, check us out at patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind. And also make sure you're checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.